Do it again. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world. You're listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. A martini, shaken, not stirred. Don't try and church it up, son. You can't handle the truth. I am the picture that got small. Your first one's on us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. I'm your host, Mark Riccadonna, and with me as always... Richie Byrne. Your producer, Soul Joel. Who has the loudest mic. He has... I'm still uh, still loud? We're pretty loud. Hot mic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, stay off. The producer should have the loudest mic. When you, <laughs> when you listen to Stern, I'm like, you know what? I need a nice loud Baba Booey. Baba Booey. I need Baba Booey. Once again, <laughs> he jumps in before we introduce him, but that's okay. We love what he does. We love also, what he the first guest to do that. <laughs> we, have a, we have a very average guest. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Vinny Nardiolk. Welcome back. Welcome back. I know, I know. All right, so last we've lost so much weight since the last time I've seen you. All right, well, we've established, like, you had other choices before. Yes. Me, okay? So this time around, you're like, oh, hang around, you know, do another show. All right, who's late? Who's supposed to be here now? Nobody. 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 We only Uh, only booked two. Actually, in eight minutes, we're supposed to be out of the studio, but the other person canceled, so we decided to. No, do I feel extra. I'm touched. I'm touched that this is. A, well, <laughs> I, there was a TV show with you and Michael Landon called "Touched by an Uncle." Yes. <laughs> well, Penny Nardiello. We. <laughs> I don't think Michael Landon was on Touched by an Angel, by no, the way. Yes. <laughs> he was on Highway to Heaven. Highway to Heaven. Touched by an Angel was at uh, Del, Del, Del Reese. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you guys know how I know you're gay? <laughs> Look, I watch a lot of X Networks. Is X Networks the only thing? I don't know. Um, <laughs> what's, what's her name? She's... She was, uh, I can't think of the actress. Uh, Jonah. No. No, isn't Jonah something? Man, this is the best Doesn't episode matter. yet. All right, yeah, Jesus, Finn. Oh, no, that... We're having an argument. No, no, no. Touched by an angel. Hold on, we need to figure this out. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was also She's Dr. Right. Quinn Medicine Woman. No, Guys, that's, no, that's two different actresses. Now no. you're listening to Vinny Nardiello's last appearance on Jokes, <laughs> Jokes and Storytelling. So, I, uh, hang on. the okay. way we start every show. Yes. With a drink. Yes. So, Vinny. I'm uh, having Roma a... Downey. Roma Downey, okay. Right. Yes. And Dr. Quinn. Kevin Downey Jr. was yes. in that? Yes. <laughs> somebody else. I'll the, look it up. But the one who played Dr. Quinn, the thing I remember about her is um, my, my father in law. <laughs> we got back to this. I forget. Your father in law? Yeah, because I'm going to go take I, a break. I remember he said to me after um, his wife died. So, my, my, my wife's mom died. And he said to me, he's like, you know, I always said my wife is the most beautiful woman in the world. Now it's Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. <laughs> Like Jane she, Seymour. Jane Seymour. Jane Seymour moved up in the rankings. Yeah, well, him. there you go. She is pretty beautiful. Good job, Jane. Anyway, so Vinny Nardiello's back. He's back. By popular demand. <laughs> the first show went so well. The thing that wouldn't leave is really We it. said yeah. people were telling us, oh, they my God. emailing. Was, he was tweeting. so funny. I can't believe you guys say he's not funny. Yes. Because he was hysterical, and, and he made fun of me a lot on the first show. So we called him. We said, hey, Vinny, we want you to come back on the show. And he said, well, I'm already here, so let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, you, 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 we started talking about this last show. I'm, I'm actually, I want an honest answer. Why do you think I'm not a good performer? Be honest. I want an honest okay, answer. Can, can we do the mumble. drinks first? Okay, vodka tonic. All right. Going back to this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I was going to say about Vinny drinks Tito's and tonic most of the time. Yes. Do you know what Some I like to do shots time. of? What's Sometimes that? when uh, 
green Kramer. apple, green, <laughs> green apple smeared off vodka. What are you, a sorority girl? I, I know. I agree. Well, we, we know it's really good. Oh, God. Try it sometime, then talk to me. First of all, you're the guy who drinks cider, so who the hell are you to say anything to me? Good point. But that, that was the that, it took Mark five hours of hanging out with you today to to call you that for the first time. Because he lost so the lady, he looks great. A lesbian. Oh, oh wow, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, is it because I lost weight? Yeah, yeah. Well, Andy got the the. Well, if you think about it, you got the facial. The facial is actually right helping you. It, it mans you up. Yeah, <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. That's, that's, it. Oh, that's, that's it for me. I was about to tell you, I I, I love Nanette, actually. That was because uh, you you have that. <laughs> What's that girl? The Nanette lady. He has no idea. You don't know. You're Nanette. What's her name? No, no, Australian female comic. Yeah, her name's not Nanette, but her special is Nanette. Her special is called Nanette. But what does that have to do with my facial? You look like You look like Nanette. Whose name isn't Nanette? You know what I'm talking about, Joel? I don't know who you're talking about. This is the this is the hot item in comedy now. This is the future of what stand-up comedy is. What does she do? at the room and realize who you're talking to and realize... We're still thinking uh, Bill Hicks is the edgiest, smallest <laughs> thing on... You know what is amazing, speaking of Bill Hicks? It is amazing to me how many young comics revere him. Yeah. Have we <laughs> talked about that? No. Because I worked with Hicks twice. And I am blown away whenever I say that in front of comics who are like in their 20s. And they're like, you knew Hicks? You worked with Hicks? Like, why do you know Hicks? Like, it's just so weird to me that. Well, it's like in ten years from now, everybody's going to be talking about Hedberg the same way. Yeah, I, you think? Dying like, Young, Dying Young helps. I but, still, <laughs> I still to this day, Mitch used to come in the stand up New York, and whenever I tell somebody, yeah, he used to come in there, like he worked the club. It's like, yeah, a lot of yeah. George Carlin came into the club too. Yeah, and he, yeah. they're not as impressed. It's the Mitch mm-hmm. Hedberg's the big. Yeah, now, Dying Young does a lot for someone's reputation. I, I guess, guess, but I mean, I think Hicks was so. He Vinny, was, let's find out. His rep was pretty. <laughs> his rep was pretty huge. Oh man. Jesus! Am I young enough to die young? I don't know anymore. Uh, <laughs> um, Jim Mandrino said that he posted on Facebook about uh, young comics coming up to him and and getting advice. And he goes, "Well, who's your favorite comic of all time?" And they would say something, and he goes, "Well, how do you feel about Hicks and Pryor?" And they're like, "He's like, who's that?" He goes, "Until you fix that, I can't help you." Yeah. Yeah, he's right. I agree. But he's that, right. That, that, but, that's yeah. not self-important or anything. But yeah, <laughs> in, all fa- <laughs> in all fairness, I don't know anybody today, so and I should. I would just be happy someone asked me for advice. That's true. Like, I'd, be, I'd, be ta- I'd, be, I'd be honored by that. Maybe I would be excited if someone asked him for yeah. directions. <laughs> right, we need a joke. All right, what does a stripper do with her asshole before she goes to work? What? Drops him off at band practice. <laughs> <laughs> How does a comic come across a small fortune? How? Starts out with a large one. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I was in a, years ago, I was, uh, not now because I don't do this anymore, but I was in a strip joint <laughs> with uh How much money did you used with, to make? With a friend of mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it was called, I hit traffic. It was called... <laughs> It's called lesbians. And, uh, you missed my joke. I didn't get it. I never get your jokes. It's kind of sad. You were late running to my house one night. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shut up. So. That was years ago, though. So, um, my buddy and I, my buddy was really drunk. Really drunk. I was like 20. And we were in this strip joint in Staten Island that was not known for. Their beauties? The beauties, yeah. And this woman comes up. She was. And, and back then they were all naked, 
and she comes. I don't know if it was legal, but she was. I, I swear to God. It was Staten Island. She, nothing. She dances illegal. over to him, and he's all drunk, and he gives her a dollar, and she takes the dollar and she folds it in half, long way, and she puts it down there, and it goes shoop. <laughs> you know when you go to the bank drive-through and the wow. thing it just went shoop up and he turned to me when I'm missing a beat he goes if she makes change I'll marry her <laughs> I'd say don't direct deposit because you might lose a finger <laughs> anyway I don't know how we oh your jokes so we got the jokes out of the way God, why, I asked you I said why am I, why am I not a good performer I want, I want some oh, honesty here I, I, he, he's one big pause button I'll tell you where what, were we this is where we were I, yeah. I'll tell you what I think it was in the beginning, and I don't know if it's true now, because but in the beginning, I don't think you were able to hear it. the audience. That, and you weren't able to hear the audience. Like, I'd see you come off and go, I don't know, I did great, and I'm like, yeah, you didn't, though, in my head, but I wouldn't tell you that. Now no. I'll tell you, because you're my, one of my <laughs> best friends, but I think you didn't have a feel for what the audience was getting. My favorite part of any performance... But you got a lot better when you met Mark. My favorite, well, I made you do that one show, yeah. and I said, you have to do good. If you bomb, I will never talk to you again. <laughs> and, uh, and he killed. And what's his name? Can't think of his name. Richard Pryor. Who you worked with a lot back then. Jay. Whatever no. thought. James Oakes. No, that's, he used to sing the James Oakes. Thank you, James Oakes. I just I saw James last Monday. Did you really? How's yeah, he doing? He's doing great. And, uh, he Shout was out to James Oaks. He's going to stop in today. And uh, he actually had a, a, the guy he works with as a retired cop. He was going to bring him in because he knows how much I love cop stories. Oh, really? Yeah. And we had the mail here earlier. Well, a couple we, weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. <laughs> maybe a few months ago. Uh, earlier this month. <laughs> anyway, why are you get you? I, we I, just had. No, I, I, I wonder. No, I, I, I think, think it's also because I'm in the I'm in the room. No, seriously, because you know, because you brought it. You said uh, about me being a weak performer, and, 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 and I and I actually went. And it's interesting I, that you're a teacher and a very good teacher. We don't know that. <laughs> I do know that. I tenure. I can be terrible. I've it doesn't been, matter. I've been, <laughs> no, we did your show. We've done your yeah. I teach a comedy class. Yeah. Yeah, but. Forget about that. I see the way those kids talk about you and the way they look at you. They love you. When you mm -hmm. walk to the stage, I'll go, Nard, Nard, yeah. Nard, 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 Nard. He's <laughs> in my phone now. His name is Nard because the kids, <laughs> they all call him Nard. It kills me. The kids love you, man. You're like, yeah, the, uh, dude, you're a great you're teacher. You're not a, like, of you're New acting Jersey. like I'm saying you're the worst comic ever. That's not what I'm saying. There's at least two or three worse. But <laughs> they're out of the business now, though. But it does, but you're an you're an impressive writer. Okay. <laughs> no, because I have a theory about what has you caused me. You no, look, I have a theory. I, I have my own theory about what has caused me to have trouble as a performer sometimes. Well, go ahead. I'm 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 still not pissed being self-conscious on stage sometimes. That, you're very self-conscious on stage, and you also seem to be having a better time than everybody else in the room. <laughs> that, that, that was just about the brain. You know, two things that yeah, Vinny does. Like there's a lot of times where yeah, Vinny's like... He, <laughs> does, he does a high-pitched <laughs> laugh after he does a joke, he'll go. And I said, banana. <laughs> and the other thing is, that when you have anticipation, and you can probably hear it at home, you make sounds. So oh, yeah? like while you're waiting, you're like, Richie, why do you think I'm a bad performer? <laughs> <laughs> now, I will tell you something. He just did it. I, he just did it. You're right. I thought I was a really good performer. And I just recorded a CD. And I had to go through the whole CD with Joel to figure out what we're going to keep, what we're going to cut and everything. And I was like, oh, my God. 
why is he yelling? Shut the fuck up. Dude, I, I like, now maybe, do you think it was because I was like, because I knew I was recording? This is also four months later. Yeah, yeah. it did take it. <laughs> it's four months later. Wait, 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 so you're a slow reader and a slow listener. Yeah. <laughs> it was technically late winter, and we didn't listen to this until mid-summer. Because I heard Jeff Garland tell a story once where a comic said to him, do you ever listen to yourself? And he said, no. He goes, well, you should. And he said it changed the whole way he performed. And I don't know. I, I think that maybe I should have taken that advice because I'm 30 years in now. Yeah. And I'm listening to it. But, you know, I mean, nobody else. Maybe it's just me, though. That's my other problem. I get nerve. I don't like to listen because then you start to get too critical of yourself. So there is that to it, too. But I don't, I don't there, know. Because there, there's always that part of me that, as I'm telling the joke, wants to turn to you and go, like, just, you know, this is all bullshit. Everything I'm because saying is made you, up. And <laughs> you're like that in real life. No matter you're what. You're the debunker. No That's matter, true. Yeah. No matter what we're talking about. You're there to go, yeah, but really, it's it's fucking like, like if you go, hey, I just ran into Mother Teresa. What a great woman. Really? Was she that great? Seriously? <laughs> I feel as though this is no whole bars, Vinny. He just like, no, no, cut the bullshit. I Tell know, me I exactly what, why. What is going this, on? Is the, this is the Keith Richards, Vinny. Yeah. All right, cut the crap. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be the 1950s, and we're going no gloves, bare knuckle <laughs> boxing. No, I, I feel With like. A big curly mustache. No, yeah, I think, a, you know, a good good radio is to, to you know, I be honest about stuff. Well, I think it's interesting that you're having your own intervention. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not intervening. I, I, good, good time to I shut the air off, Joe. Oh, it's hot in this oh. friggin' room. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> That's just because you're getting grilled. Yeah, I'm not going to change anything. No. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, we can be honest here. Okay. <laughs> but you look like you're about to hit me. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I wouldn't have brought it up. You've told me many times. <laughs> yeah, because I want you to be a good comic. But it's always when he's further than arm distance away from you. <laughs> now he's actually yeah. close. Yeah, I never tell you this when we're in a car. He'll <laughs> <laughs> grab the wheel um, and put you right in over a bridge. But you're, I mean, you're a tremendous rider. And I will tell you something else, which maybe I've told her I didn't. When he came on, I met Jay Black, and Jay started writing sketches for the Richie Byrne show, my variety show, and, and wrote... Really great sketches. And then after the first show that he wrote on, I was like, dude, I really need you. He goes, I got a partner, and I want my partner to write with me. And it was Vinny. Did you guys go to Rowan together? No. We went to uh, TCNJ together, actually. Okay, okay. Yep. And it was Vinny, and we started writing, the three of us, pretty much. I mean, we had other writers, but we were the primary yeah. writers. And we used to meet at Vinny's house. My shit, my shithole apartment, you know. And they, yeah, and they used to, like come in with ideas and and I would be like this is great and for some reason in my mind he was just Jay's anchor like Jay actually wrote because Jay was such a great comic I thought and Jay actually wrote and he just wanted Vinny there okay it's his friend so when Jay got too busy to write on the show I thought I was dead and Vinny's like well we could do it and all of a sudden Vinny's showing up I'm like holy shit this guy can write so he'd been writing great sketches all along and, I just, and Jay Black was taking credit Jay, pretty much but he wasn't <laughs> It was just in my head, because Jay would go, no, Vinny yeah. wrote, Vinny wrote, and I'm mm -hmm. like, no, okay, whatever. I gotta tell you, anytime I have a project, even if it's like writing with another person, I always go to Vinny as my check-in. Vinny, can you just read this and let me know if this is the right direction? Or Vinny, do you want to work on this with me, even if... I mean, when I started writing for the Weekend Update thing, I brought you, like, immediately was like, Vinny, we gotta work together. Because yeah. I know if I have, if it has your approval on it, I know it was a good joke. All right, no, enough for the comments. I want some more to about how I, I know. <laughs> that's and oh wait, that's coming. Hold on. The and, thing uh, about Vinny, about about working with you is that you'll call. 
at least me out on my bullshit. Like, you'll be like, yeah, I don't, you do this, but I don't think you should. You should do that. And, no, and I love that you do that. You know oh, well, I mean? well, everybody. You're doing the Anheuser-Busch joke, aren't you? Nobody is, nobody <laughs> oh is uh, honest anymore. You know what I mean? Like if you ask somebody, you go, "What do you think of this?" And everybody goes, "It's great. Well, You're amazing." Yeah. I, and I don't mind. will actually go. Eh, I don't think it's. That I good. don't mind people being honest with me. I really don't. I know. We can tell no, you're about I, to fight it, Richie. It doesn't I, seem to help. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'll, I'll listen to everybody's criticism, but I'll ignore it. <laughs> but I'll take, but I'll take it. it. I'll take it. And though. then I'll go to the stage and do exactly what I did the last time. Yes. <laughs> All right, I have to. I'm going to stop this intervention of writing shit because there's a story that Vinny needs to tell because it made me laugh so goddamn hard that I almost. I, I I didn't even know if it was real, and then I saw the the dream oh, board. Yeah, the poster. The poster of it. So, we have an obsession with Three's Company. Larry is my I know he character. does. I didn't know you did. Oh, my God, yeah. So, we have this ongoing joke about how Larry had, uh, he had a mustache. I, I, we saw this episode. I was staying in Youngstown. <laughs> you were in Youngstown. Because uh, we, we stayed at Mark's family's. And now, I'm dying. Right. Sorry. He's got to put the AC on. All right. So, the... Um, we're staying in Youngstown at Mark's family's house. And the basement there has all, like, little twin beds for comedians, like, coming through town. It's like, it's like the seven dwarf beds down really? in the basement. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's, it's really cool. We'll, we'll set up down That's there. That's sweet. Yeah. And we were watching uh, Three's Company at, like, like 3 a.m., right? Yeah. And there's still... an episode where Larry has a mustache. And it's a fake mustache. And he's picking up chicks with Because he has a mustache. And, he's, and, and the line is, hey, Larry... Where'd you get that mustache? And he's like, oh, I got it at the disguise store. And we thought it was the funniest shit. The idea that he wouldn't just grow a mustache. He had to go buy one. <laughs> you got to go buy one at a disguise store. Why grow one yes. in the were 70s? You guys, how stoned were you guys? It was after a show, so I'm pretty sure I was three sheets. <laughs> so, uh, we get on the subject of talking about Larry. And, I, and I revealed a, um, a close we, encounter with him. He has a great story about Larry from Three's Company. Go ahead. Uh, which seems uh, Richard... Um, Richard Klein. Richard Klein, yeah. Because I went to your house and you had... Don't give I don't want to give it away. All right. But he had something on the refrigerator. Well, I, Go ahead. I, I, well, all right, so my, I'm, this is where I back when I was in college. My friend Steve calls me. And he's like, hey, and he's really obsessed with um, Larry. Okay? He's, <laughs> he loves Three's Company. <laughs> he's like, hey, I have Richard Klein's driver's license. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I was walking by, he was in a play called Boychik. Richard Klein. Yes. Where, you know, and so he's like, and I walked in because I was like, hey, maybe I'll get to meet him. <laughs> so he's like, I walked in the theater and I heard him rehearsing and I walked into his dressing room and his wallet was up on the, uh, the, the, the desk there. So he's like, so? I took his driver's license. <laughs> the guy walks <laughs> into the a theater. Is, and this is in New York? Yeah. And I, I think his statute of limitations has expired, so I don't think I, I, I can... Did we say his name? What? My friend? Yeah. Steve. All right. <laughs> <laughs> What's his last name and where does he live? All right. Um, so Let's call Mark DeMeo back and see if he can arrest him. All right. Well, so I'm like, well, what do you want to do? He's like, he's like I, I, don't, I don't know. He's like, what's... You know, figure out something to do. So we called... In all fairness, he called the theater and says, 
I found Richard Klein's driver's license at a cafe. <laughs> <laughs> I found Richard Klein's driver's license in his wallet. Yeah. Backstage. <laughs> so it was just laying like, around. Like, oh, well, come bring, come down to the theater, bring it back. So in he, the pocket of his clothes. <laughs> we go to the theater, and he's like, "So where'd you guys find this?" He's like, "Well." Well, so I was at this cafe, and there was a guy there bragging about how he had Richard Klein's driver's license, and I started questioning him about it, and he got nervous and dropped the license and ran out. And now <laughs> I can't believe he made a whole story. Yeah. Ah, Which was, now he's a hero. Yeah. Now he's a hero. Yeah, he was so like, I tackled him. He's like one of those guys that, like, starts a fire so he can call the department. Right. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. And so, you know, we took a picture of Richard Klein. After we blew up his... He made a, he made a copy of Kinko's. Back then, it was Kinko's of the license. It's like a big blown-up copy of Richard Klein's <laughs> license that he has. <laughs> we didn't steal his identity, so I guess that's nice. And he very nicely gave his tickets to the show. Did you to, go see it? Of course. How was he? He was tremendous. Did he pick any chicks up? <laughs> he did not have a mustache, oh, us, unfortunately. Who studied? Somebody studied with him. He was. An he ad- used to teach over at Brian yeah, Comedy some, Club. Some... Somebody, one of the comics we know. Chris Murphy, who's just here. He's on stage. He's on stage. He's following Leslie Jones. That's Leslie Jones was on a few months ago, if you guys remember when you were listening. <laughs> and she's still on. She's she got up during Vinny's first show because we're and recording. Did so much time that she's on during Vinny's second. <laughs> we're recording live at the comic strip. <laughs> so, I walk into Vinny's house. And on his refrigerator is a huge picture of Richard Klein's driver. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Out. No, it's funny. So years later, we're watching an interview with Richard Klein. And he's talking about, they're like, oh, you're, you, and we talk about teaching acting. He's like, well, I always tell people, first thing, never leave your wallet in the dressing room. Are you serious? He said that in the interview, yes. Oh, my so God. I, we I, have I, to find that clip. I imagine that this has happened to him many times. <laughs> <laughs> Just over and over again. He keeps you, making the same fucking mistake. You wanna, <laughs> that's so weird. You want That happened to me. Now, I used to work at F.A.O. Schwartz, the toy store, uh, in the early 90s, I guess. And my job was to give... Uh, they take games that nobody was buying and they give someone who had a good personality to try and play them with the kids so they kids would want to buy them. In other words, somebody they'd have fun with so they don't realize the game sucks. Yeah. That was my that was my job to kind of swindle children. Mm-hmm. You know, I hated that. Jesus, so, you're a horrible hey, human. Hey kid, wanna play sorry with me? So, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> get away fucking weird. Come on, bro. <laughs> Come, on, Come on, bro. bro. Come on, pot cheese, he's fun. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, did you put any money on this? Why are you playing with the kids? So, um, so I'm there. It's three days before Christmas, and the place is packed. It's two floors. Richie is swindling the shit out of these people right before Christmas. So all of a sudden, Grinch, you can't move in the place. It's so crowded because it's just everybody's doing Christmas shopping. But Richie's playing Twister with a bunch of (laughs) six-year-olds. So all of a sudden. There's just pandemonium. I hear kids screaming and everything. Why is everybody looking? Just go, just go, well, go, don't go. Don't do it. Don't I'm do that. At you. I'm looking I, at dude, you. I can't. So, um, we're in like a fish sorry. tank. Leslie George just walked in again to do another set. That's all. <laughs> at the track. Well, who's here? So, there's just pandemonium. It's kids are screaming. People are going nuts. And I think it's Santa or something like that, right? No, it was Michael Jackson. 
Holy Michael Jackson bigger walked than in. Sam. Yeah. With, I'll never forget, he had two kids, a boy and a girl, and he walks in, the place is going berserk. And they take him, and they sneak him in a back room. But not sneak, they get him in a back room, because everybody in the store is now outside that door, yelling, we want Michael, we want Michael. Place is going nuts. So now they send all, Richie in with a box <laughs> of Parcheesi. <laughs> all of a sudden, <laughs> I look, and the store's empty. And there's one woman running around the store getting gifts. Because she's like, like this is like her moment to like, holy shit. And she's with a little girl. And the girl's going, Mommy, I want this. Mommy, I want that. She's going, hold on, honey. I look, and it's Tracy Ullman. Oh, Tra my yeah. God. So at one point, now, there's pandemonium right over here. And I'm like there, and the girl comes up. Her daughter comes up, starts playing the game with me. And she says, Mommy, I want the game. And Tracy Ullman looks at me, and I just go, like, she doesn't want this game and Tracy goes honey why don't we look over there for something else and and so she walks the girl walks away and Tracy goes thank you for and you know, for, and I go I have no problem I go I just want to let you know I know who you are and she starts laughing she goes hey thank God someone knows me here this meanwhile this this whole pandemonium we had to close the store early so Michael could go around and look at everything we had to stay late mm -hmm. for Michael Jackson and these two kids I got home really late I my roommate at the time goes, why are you so late? I tell him the story. You're not going to believe this. Tracy Ullman, blah, blah, blah. So we, he goes, what a great story. Wow. We put on the TV. Who's on The Tonight Show? No, not The Tonight Show. Letterman when he was on at 1230. Who's on Letterman? Tracy Ullman. She no, goes out yeah. and tells the story. <laughs> Michael Jackson. And Letterman goes, really? She goes, hey, I got all my shopping done. And, and Letterman goes, you must have felt very insignificant. She goes, one guy. One guy knew who I was. One guy was playing, he worked there, knew, and I'm like, oh, and we're sitting there like 20 minutes earlier, I just told him this story, <laughs> and now it's being said again. On, how, how weird is that? Did, did you <laughs> use so that funny. as a credit for a while? Oh, dude, <laughs> yeah, he Tracy Ullman. Open for Tracy Ullman. <laughs> do you remember when we, we uh, you might have heard man. me on Letterman? <laughs> uh, we, we met the Bushwhackers manager. Yes! All right, so if you're a wrestling fan, there's guys named the, the Bushwhackers. <laughs> well, was, was just, not to interrupt you, but was your Richard story over? The one from earlier that yes. he interrupted? Yes. Okay, it was. <laughs> uh, if you were paying attention, you would have known I didn't interrupt. He was done. Yeah. So but you're busy looking at who, what A-listers walking in the comic strip. Right. Who can I get for the... For the uh, Casino. Go ahead, Vince. All right, so if you're an 80s wrestling fan, you know the Bushwhackers. I love yeah. how Vinny just stopped until I was done. Like, he was fine. Just, all right, well, I, I, know, I know good radio. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he can't perform it. Yeah, but he knows it. So, yeah, they, they walked, like, the, the crazy walk, and they had a manager Licked named Jameson, who's, like, kind of like a nerd character. So Mark says to me, he's like, hey, the guy who manages this weird uh, comedy where my where my wife bartended. Yeah, and they did comedy there. He's like, he used to manage the Bushwhackers. <laughs> and I was like, really? So his name's John. He's yeah, become like a friend of ours since yeah, then. His so, son's actually amazingly talented actor. He's, yeah, the kid on... Um, he's on with Roach. Yeah. On, uh, he was on... Oh, uh, oh so, he played Kevin's yeah. son. Yeah. 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 So we... Um, Apparently he does stand-up, too, that kid. Yep. Yes. Very talented. So we, we sit with Jim, and it's me and uh, Nick Novicki. And we're going, yeah. and we're so excited. We're, we're we're meeting the Bushwhackers manager, and we're, <laughs> we're gushing over him. And he's like, I didn't know anybody ever remembered this. He had no idea, like anyone even knew about this at all. But like, like, like oh, what's Hacksaw Jim Duggan like? Well, you know, did you ever get to meet the Junkyard Dog? Like, oh, he had all these questions, wrestling right? questions. I didn't even like wrestling. Yeah, I, don't, I was excited. I don't know you know, so 
we realized we turned and sitting next to us, very annoyed by how loud we're talking, John McEnroe <laughs> and his wife. What's her name? Uh, Patty. Uh, Patty Smythe. Yeah, Patty Smythe. They're there. And we did. They were sitting next. To, we didn't notice them. We didn't give we a shit about them. <laughs> we had Jameson from the Bushwhackers <laughs> right there. Well, I was once in a men's room with John McEnroe. <laughs> and, and it's funny because this is how he pees. Richie's stroking like he's playing tennis. Actually, well, here's something. This is true. My know Tim McCarver pees. Uh, I saw Tim McCarver at a men's room one time. I was in a men's room with John McEnroe. This is you were making a joke, but this is legit. No, I was legitimately in a friggin' men's room with John McEnroe. But he didn't really pee like that. No. That's what he's saying. This is how Tim McCarver legitimately pees. (laughs) Like he's a strong man. Like with his arms, like both hands at his hips. And just like, let it all hang out there. Well, I mean, if you got it, fucked it, baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I admire Tim McCarver's piss technique. <laughs> I want to bring something up, and this is something that's evergreen, even though it's out on television. But I, I want to get you guys' opinion on this. Have you guys watched the Joan Rivers documentary? No. Yes. Work? Yeah. No. What's it on? Um, Do you know? I believe it's on Showtime now. Can you? Mm-hmm. So I can get it on. Uh, on demand? demand. Yeah. Came out about ten years ago, Richie. Just. Uh... <laughs> no, I don't. Well, no, but it, it it just shows how how hard she still works, and she doesn't consider herself like a legend when they're filming this, you know. And it was a, it was such a good documentary. The other one I wanted to ask is uh, uh, Robin Williams. The Robin Williams. I, I watched half of out. it. Mm-hmm. I fell asleep, but uh, yeah. What do you think of it? It, I, I mean, I really liked it, the, and I really loved getting these backstories and stuff, but uh, I knew it was going to get really sad, and I knew it was going to, like, get... Yeah, I haven't gotten there really yet, but you know what I found interesting was your friend Elaine Boozler... Yeah. ...had dated... They lived together. ...him, and she didn't she date... Um, Andy, Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman, so that's so... She's, like, with the two strangest comedians of all time. And she, her stand-up is so straightforward. Yeah, it is. You're right. Yeah, it is. She's she is like a a plus headliner, but she's dated a lot of other <laughs> a plus headliners. <laughs> no, and now she's married to Bill Sidens, who was the original right. manager of the Doors. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's like God. We got to get her on. When, the you, show. when you did a. Uh, at Stadium New York when you were booking that you met Robin Williams right? Yes he came a couple in a times and actually though this was something that really stood out on me they showed the newspaper article where he uh, put himself into rehab meanwhile I was drinking with him the night before so you you put him over the edge well, I might have been I the cause I have to say that that's very having drunk with you <laughs> I would, that's very very fucking possible but here's what's crazy <laughs> he checked in the rehab but the night before, he was at Stand Up New York, and he came in every night that whole week. He was coming in and doing sets, and he would only get a half a shot of Stolio orange vodka with two ice cubes. That was all he drank. So, like, But this was while he was in rehab? No, this was, and then he checked in the rehab at the end of the week. Um, so you're saying is he should wait for his problem to get worse? He really <laughs> and then he, I don't well, think no, it wasn't I mean, a drinking. This is, this is what, like, if, you know, yeah. people in AA are going to, like, you know, say whatever they are, would say about this. But I, I honestly don't think he had a problem. I don't think he was. He didn't come in and, like, immediately need a drink. I didn't know he had any kind of issue or anything. So when he'd walk in, first thing I always did is, when do you want to go on? 
do you want something to drink? And then I would take them to an area in the club where they would be able to look over their notes and be left alone and that kind of stuff. So he would always go, yeah, sure, I guess I'll have a Stolio orange and uh, just a real little bit, two ice cubes. And we'd make him the drink. And he'd drink it, go on stage, do his act, and then he left. And it was every night. And, uh, and they showed the article. And I remember the article came out because I called a friend of mine was like, Robin Williams came in and he remembered you and he said he was going to contact you and blah, blah, blah. Then the next day in the newspaper, Robin Williams checks in the read. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. You know what I found interesting about that documentary was the showing him uh, with the outtakes from Mark and Mindy. Oh, my God. It's filthy. And, and he's just being filthy. It's filthy to, Min, to Pam Dauber and on. And they, uh, that... Uh, well, uh, the creator, uh, uh, Penny, what's his name? Penny Marshall's. Uh, Gary, Marshall, Gary Marshall. They were missing a lot of the things he was doing because he couldn't hit his marks. And Gary Marshall was saying to the cameraman, you gotta, you gotta follow him. And the cameraman like, nope, that's his mark. That's where, if he wants to be, if, if, if he doesn't hit the mark. That yeah, and, and Gary Marshall stubborn. was like, guy, you know, and this the cameraman. So Gary Marshall said, we need a fourth cameraman who can move with them. And that's really where they came up with the uh, the camera the, the, that wasn't set. It, yeah. That's the first time they ever did that, because he just was. And God bless Gary Marshall for going, this guy's a genius. Yeah. I'm not going to limit him to, you got to hit your mark. Yeah. You know you know what I mean? Someone needs yeah. to work around him. You know, I, I, I've never seen an episode of Mork and Mindy. Really? I have no idea if it was good, bad, whatever. Yeah, I, was, I've never, I never have either. It was ridiculously stupid, okay. you know, like all those shows back then. But he was so amazing. He really was. I mean, he yeah. was just ridiculously amazing. When I watch anything What I he love does is he didn't hate it. Like, like Kaufman hated Taxi, and you hear a lot of guys who, he, like, he... He embraced He embraced Mark him. and Mindy, and even when he, he did one of the stand-up where he's talking about it, he had a baby... And he says, all I kept thinking about when the baby was being born was, show got canceled! Show got canceled! <laughs> Which is a kind of funny thing. <laughs> you know, so I thought that was interesting that he didn't, he embraced this silly little TV show. A guy who went on to become a big major movie star. Do you know what's interesting? Adrian uh, Cronauer died the other day. Really? Yeah, and I, it was the day after I was watching. I, he died on July 18th, and I, was, I saw it in the paper or oh. somewhere that he had died, and he played... Adrian Cronauer in Good Morning Vietnam. So, mm -hmm. yeah, they, so then we have a great love of uh, Good Morning Vietnam. Yes. So, uh, Vinny and I wrote a pilot together that we shot, um, and I directed mm -hmm. it. And Vinny, I should say, Vinny wrote it, and I was in the room with him when we did it. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to return a compliment. Yeah, that's exactly how it went. No, <laughs> no but uh, we we had like 15 <laughs> versions of that. Yeah pilot because mm -hmm. um, we just kept rewriting it rewriting it to if mm -hmm. we had money or not had money or what we were going to do with it but we shot and it's about morning radio it's been on for six seasons now if you're listening at home <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know who was in good morning vietnam uncle floyd yes and he told me that because i said how you know how did that come about apparently he um there was a producer whose son's favorite comic was Uncle Floyd, mm -hmm. and the producer yeah. hired him for a show at at the son's birthday. I, I, and I loved Uncle Floyd as a kid. I was like, oh, so did I. I'm from, no, so did I. From Jersey, and so he, he spoke to. Well, he would. He's, he's, he's always a North Jersey guy. Well, right? he, he filmed yeah. in Nutley, and so my friends, I would go oh, there, right, and 
the go, homework. Go to the taping. Yeah, we, we'd go like in the at OBC Studios. We'd go and watch Uncle Floyd. And he'd come out and he'd be nice to us. And then we'd go down the hallway and we'd hear him cursing us out. <laughs> Got these fucking kids hanging out here all the time. <laughs> 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 at least he was nice to you. His face were faces. And, but like, didn't so that, like, that's where you get the real Vinny. Yeah. <laughs> then he went to get out of earshot. <laughs> but he told me that he went and did this kid's birthday party. And the producer said, I'm going to put you in a movie. And he goes, I walked out going, yeah, yeah okay. Sure. You know? He goes, a few months later, I get a phone call. And he had a decent role in it. Mm-hmm. What did he play in it? He I, was I, one of the soldiers. What the DJs, Robert yeah. Walt. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. we, we like Bruce, Bruno scene. Kirby, though. Bruno Kirby. When Bruno Kirby's doing the, the he says that he can cover for Robin Williams' character, and it's just brutal. Yeah, yeah. And he's a... Uh, he said that that has to be one of the most painful yet hysterical yeah. Yeah. moments in fucking film. He was so good in that movie. Bruno Kirby should be in everything still. Well, even he's, though he's dead. Well, I know. Dead. I want him to. You know what I hated him? If I could bring anybody back, it might be Bruno Kirby. He used to be on the Tonight uh, Letterman all the time, and he would come out and tell stories like he was this amazing storyteller and he really wasn't very good at it. He'd be like... I remember that. It would, oh, it would and he'd have him on all the time and he'd be talking and pontificating <laughs> on how he introduced Marlon Brando to John Gotti and I'm like, yeah, I, uh, you're making this up. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Speaking of painful radio, that was drink jokes and storytelling. Can I come back again? No. Oh. Last call. Thanks for listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling.